Hi, hello and welcome. This is the Zonecast where we interview emerging Canadian professionals, entrepreneurs and academics. And uh, today we have with us on the show uh, Stephanie Holko. She is a project management professional. Uh, hi, Stephanie. How are you? Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Hi, how's it going? It's uh, going good. And uh, I'm definitely curious to learn about uh, your background and also about uh, project management. Uh, can you share your professional and personal background? Absolutely. So I'm currently a, a digital transformation project manager at ArcelorMittal DeFasco, and I'm also an independent consultant. I have almost 20 years of experience in manufacturing, and I love connecting emerging technology with existing manufacturing problems. I have a, a PNG. I'm a chemical engineer. And I also have an MBA in innovation and new technology. Nice. Uh, where did you uh, uh, graduate from for your MBA? McMaster. Nice, nice. Um, perfect. So I'll, I'll get to the theme of the particular episode. I want to learn about uh, project management. And you definitely have uh, experience uh, in that area. So can you tell us? Uh, what is uh, project uh, management? So generally, project management is um, is focused on three things. You're looking at scope, cost, and schedule, and uh, you're you're always trying to balance those three things. Uh, and so, I think a business case development is is pretty critical. And so, all projects should should solve a problem that that provides value to the business, whether it's reducing cost or um, developing new products or improving health and safety. And that goal should drive the scope of the project. And then once you have that scope, you really, the project manager uh, spends a lot of time trying to make sure that scope uh, uh, doesn't creep into, into a larger, because once you start solving problems, it's very easy to say, okay, well, what about this little thing over here that we could tack on and, and so um, the project manager project manager's role is really to to say, well, this is this is the scope that we started with. This is how we have to proceed, um, and then managing the cost and schedule to make sure that you you satisfy that that uh, problem you were trying to solve in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, can you share any examples of uh, projects that you have uh, managed or executed? So um, in the past, I think a lot of my projects were were um, cost reduction activities. And so you would have an inefficient system, say, and you would want to um, resolve that by um, bypassing a, a pipe network or um, introducing a different fuel that you could use. And so the projects were very... Uh, start, start beginning, you know, middle and end. So there was a problem. It was uh, defined and then we would um, have a good scope and then you would take that scope and, and um, look for contractors to bid on that scope. And, you know, you go back and forth trying to say, okay, well, this contractor's solution is a little bit different from this one's, but is it going to get us where we need to be? And, and then once you get through that, there's, um, some engineering that happens, um, 
in my in my experience, there's engineering that happens, and then um, from there, you you take that engineering solution and you bid that out to construction, uh, you know, construction managers and 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 um, contractors that can do that work, and then you manage the actual uh, imp- implementation, um, and. But currently, my current role, and the reason why I'm hesitating a little bit, is the the current uh, project that I'm working on is very much uh, a bit of a quilt of solutions. So uh, we have a, a general mandate to try out new technologies and, and do a little bit of science fair work to find out what could solve some of the problems that we're facing in our in our steel shop. And um, so it's a bunch of little projects all put together. And some solutions will work and some will not. And so it's a little bit less of a, a beginning, middle and end type of project with a defined scope and and a little bit more open ended. And so the experience has been quite different. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk about how uh, project management has changed uh, recently? Absolutely. And so I think. Uh, with the coronavirus and and the move to go virtual, uh, project management maintains those three elements that you're still trying to to um, manage the scope and the cost and the schedule, but everything is now virtual. And I think virtual projects are based on the same trust that you have um, that you, you would have with a with a project team in real life. So those those virtual teams, you still have to have trust. You still have to manage the relationships, and that becomes the thing that you you have to focus on as a project manager. So uh, it there's purely virtual teams, and you spend you can spend a lot of time getting to know the team and developing those relationships, uh, making sure that everyone has a common goal to work towards and every person has a clearly defined contribution to make to the team. Those those are things that are really key in, in developing those virtual relationships. But what we've seen um, with this, where we were a team that met in real life to a virtual team, those relationships exist, whether they're they're good or bad, and you still have to work to maintain them. But you do have that baseline common understanding of what you're trying to accomplish and the relationships and the trust that you had. And now it's learning to navigate that um, in a virtual way. So in the past I would go to uh, just stop by my friend's office and we would have a chat about what was happening that day. And now you have to, I have to be very intentional about making that connection so that I don't lose that. So there has been, a bunch of work that I've done to say what was what was I doing that was effective in real life and how do I make sure that I'm intentional and I make sure I have those touch points now that we're completely virtual. Uh-huh. Uh, can you talk about the use of industry 4.0 tools and uh, how to determine the potential value of uh, digi- uh, digitization projects? Absolutely. Um, there, I think the same kind of uh, problem solving has to be, has to be done with, with a project development. And 
Um, so often it's just a case of not understanding what digital tools are available and what power they have and how easy they are to, to implement. Um, I think in the last five years, in terms of communication speeds and memory, the cheapness of memory and the computing power that exists, I think the game has changed and a lot of things that weren't financially viable in the past have become that much more accessible. And if you're like me and have been almost 20 years uh, in the field, uh, it's difficult to go back and, and learn some of these new tricks. And so um, I think there's two messages that I'd like to give to, to people that are like me in that same boat is that uh, your experience isn't wasted because that knowledge of the business and the, the ability to solve problems is, is very important. And at the same time, the game has changed, and so it is worthwhile going to understand uh, the power of the tools that are available. Uh, and then using your knowledge to view those tools in the same critical lens as all, all project solutions. So it still has to solve a business problem. There's a lot of cool things out there. There are a lot of very... Um, technologies and, and approaches that that are very powerful, but you still have to do that sanity check to say, is this is this actually going to solve the business problem that we're looking to solve? Excuse me. And sometimes sometimes the use cases aren't obvious because the technology is new and you haven't seen it before. And so working through a framework that is very similar to some of the frameworks you may have used in the past, say, a failure modes and effects analysis or a root cause analysis, those types of things uh, still apply. It's just different solutions to solve those same problems. So you can use those same frameworks to understand the areas that you can apply these tools effectively. There's all of that is not wasted. Mm -hmm. um, do you use any particular software to help you manage uh or execute projects, for example, like Microsoft Excel, Microsoft Teams? Are there any particular uh, software programs uh, you use? Absolutely. So Teams is, is very effective for, uh, in my experience. Um, we've really doubled down on that in the last six months, as you can imagine, and having that common file share system, as well as just the ability to chat quickly or to have those calls all in one place rather than uh, different applications. We found it very useful. I, I do use Excel uh, for the majority of the project tracking and estimation. Um, I don't, I don't use any of sort of the more advanced scheduling tools and things like that. I find Excel does most of what I need it to do pretty easily. Mm -hmm. And, um you're also developing some uh, curriculum uh, to support business leaders. Uh, can you talk about that? Absolutely. Uh, I have two two things that I'm working on. One is a boot camp for professionals like myself. I go back to maybe two years ago uh, when I didn't really understand the, the power and breadth of the tools that are out there. And I went back to school uh I have a family and I went back to school uh, one or two nights a week for almost two years. And I found that was useful for me, but 
but maybe it's not as accessible for everyone. And so I wanted to come up with something that was a little bit um, more succinct and and targeted for business leaders that, that just don't have the time or, or, or the want to spend two years back in school. I don't think established professionals, I don't believe that they need to become coders to uh, harness the tools that are available. Um, and so what I want to do is, is, is have a short, maybe four one hour sessions that, that look in depth at some of the, the items that are relevant for business leaders without having them to, to fully, uh, become like data scientists. That's not necessary to have a business impact. And so that's one thing that I'm working on. And then the second is a workshop that's geared more towards businesses as opposed to the professionals to to create a prioritized roadmap for their companies to say these are the targeted areas that we could use digital tools that would actually make a difference to our bottom line. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you see any particular mistakes that uh, project managers make uh, when they uh, manage a project? think my answers might be a little bit different from what you would expect, but it's uh, stakeholder management, specifically sponsor management. So a stakeholder is anyone that that is involved in a project or, or is impacted by a project. Um, and and I find that it's it can be easy to get that tunnel vision when you have a mandate to just go and execute your project. And I think checking in regularly with the people that are impacted by that project is important, but really important. The sponsor it, um, is regularly communicated with. So in my world, a client is the person that you're doing the project for, but the sponsor is the one that, um, that is ultimately held accountable for the business objective that you're trying to, that you're trying to influence with the project. And they're the ones that can, assign resources to your project or give you a budget for your project and keeping those people, keeping the sponsors engaged and communicating regularly with them is critical because something that can be easily addressed early on, if it's not addressed can become a huge problem uh, if you leave it too long. And so having that connection there is really, really important. And I think, uh, really makes a difference in terms of the, su- the success rate of your projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any tips, advice, or suggestions for young people who want to become uh, project managers and enter that particular uh, profession? Well, I, I think that it is really exciting, and um, there's a lot of autonomy that comes with project management. And so... Uh, I think if you're just starting out with project management, you really want to do that stakeholder engagement. Make sure that you ask questions. And um, if you're not sure, don't make assumptions. Go and go and ask somebody and figure it out. Um, nobody's expecting you to have all of the answers, especially if you're just new to the role. And everybody wants you to succeed. So it, it shouldn't feel like there is so much pressure on you to get it right all of the time. 
Um, usually if a project has been commissioned and, and you're the one running it, that people want it to succeed. And so to ask for help, even though it, um, that's scary, I think is the number one thing you should do. Mm-hmm. And um, are there any particular courses or programs um, that uh, people can take if they want to uh, become more proficient in project management? Are there any certifications? Uh, um, or courses relevant to that area? Uh, I, I don't have a certification in project management. I would imagine that the PMP certification is very good. Um, that seems to be the industry standard. And I know that there is some difference between sort of traditional project management with the start in the middle and the end and uh, agile project management. And so I think that is... Um, more relevant with digital projects is that that agile style where you um, you're constantly checking in and you're developing and then checking um, instead of going through the whole project and having an end result you're iterating over time and I think some knowledge of that is also important for people who are starting out particularly if you're focusing on digital projects mm-hmm. Uh, well, Stephanie, it has been nice uh, speaking with you and discussing uh, project management. So thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. This is absolutely my pre- pleasure. Thank you very much. And um, you want to share uh, your website or social media? How can people find you? I think the best place to get a hold of me is LinkedIn. That's where I am all the time. And if you search Stephanie Holko, I think I'm the only one that shows up. So please, well, please come and connect <laughs> with me there. That would be good. I guess I guess uh, you have a special uh, place on LinkedIn. You're the only uh, project (laughs) management, uh, Stephanie Holko, so you're easy to find. Perfect. Um, Listeners, I hope you enjoyed this episode and you get a chance to learn about project management. And if you have any questions, you can reach out to Stephanie. And uh, thank you so much for listening to Zonecast and stay tuned for more episodes.